Hello and welcome. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 26. Establish justice for me, Lord, because I've walked with integrity. I've trusted the Lord without wavering. Examine me, Lord. Put me to the test. Purify my mind and my heart, because my, your faithful love is right in front of me. I walk in your truth. I don't spend time with people up to no good. I don't keep company with liars. I detest the company of evildoers, and I don't sit with wicked people. I wash my hands. They are innocent. I walk all around your altar, Lord, proclaiming out loud my thanks, declaring all your wonderful deeds. I love the beauty of your house, Lord. I love the place where your glory resides. Don't gather me up with the sinners, taking my life with violent people, in whose hands are evil schemes, whose strong hands are full of bribes. But me, I walk with integrity. Save me. Have mercy on me. My feet now stand on level ground. I will bless the Lord in the great congregation. Today's Old Testament reading comes from 1 Samuel 19, 1 through 18. Saul ordered his son Jonathan and all his servants to kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, liked David very much. So Jonathan warned David, My father Saul is trying to kill you. Be on guard tomorrow morning. Stay somewhere safe and hide. I'll go out and stand by my father in the field where you'll be. I'll talk to my father about you and I'll tell you whatever I find out. So Jonathan spoke highly about David to his father Saul, telling him, The king shouldn't do anything to his servant David because he hasn't wronged you. In fact, his actions have helped you greatly. He risked his own life when he killed that Philistine, and the Lord won a great victory for all Israel. You saw it, and were happy about it. Why then would you do something wrong to an innocent person by killing David for no reason? Saul listened to Jonathan, and then swore, As surely as the Lord lives, David won't be executed. So Jonathan summoned David and told him everything that had, they had talked about. Then Jonathan brought David back to Saul, and David served as Saul as he had previously. War broke out again. When David went out to fight the Philistines, he struck them with such force that they ran from him. Then an evil spirit from the Lord came over Saul. He was sitting in his house with his spear in hand while David was playing music. Saul tried to pin David to the wall with his spear, but David escaped Saul. Saul drove the spear into the wall, but David fled and got away safely. That night, Saul sent messengers to David's house to keep watch on it and kill him in the morning. David's wife, Michal, warned him, If you don't escape with your own life tonight, you are a dead man tomorrow. So Michal lowered David through a window. He took off and ran, and he got away. Then Michal took the household's divine image and laid it in the bed, putting some goat's hair on its head and covering it with clothes. Saul sent messengers to arrest David, but she said, He's sick. Saul sent the messengers back to check on David for themselves. Bring him to me on his bed, he ordered, so he can be executed. When the messengers arrived, they found the idol in the bed and the goat's hair on its head. Saul said to Michal, Why would you betray me like this, letting my enemy go so that now he has escaped? Michal said to Saul, David told me, Help me get away or I'll kill you. So David fled and escaped. When he reached Samuel at Ramah, he reported to him everything Saul had done to him. Then he and Samuel went to stay 
in the camps. Today's New Testament reading comes from Acts 12, verses 1 through 17. About that time, King Herod began to harass some who belonged to the church. He had James, John's brother, killed with a sword. When he saw that this pleased the Jews, he arrested Peter as well. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread. He put Peter in prison, handing him over to four squads of soldiers, sixteen in all, who guarded him. He planned to charge him publicly after the Passover. While Peter was held in prison, the church offered earnest prayer to God for him. The night before Herod was going to bring Peter's case forward, Peter was asleep between two soldiers and bound with two chains, with soldiers guarding the prison entrance. Suddenly, an angel from the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the prison cell. After nudging Peter on his side to awaken him, the angel raised him up and said, Quick, get up. The chains fell from his wrist. The angel continued, Get dressed, put on your sandals. Peter did as he was told. The angel said, Put on your coat and follow me. Following the angel, Peter left the prison. However, he didn't realize the angel had actually done this. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and second gates and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself. After leaving the prison, they proceeded the length of one street when abruptly the angel was gone. At that, Peter came to his senses and remarked, Now I'm certain that the Lord sent his angel and rescued me from Herod and from everything the Jewish people expected. Realizing this, he made his way to Mary's house. Mary was John's mother. He was also known as Mark. Many believers had gathered there and were praying. When Peter knocked at the outer gate, a female servant named Rhoda went to answer. She was so overcome with joy when she recognized Peter's voice that she didn't open the gate. Instead, she ran back in and announced that Peter was standing at the gate. You've lost your mind, they responded. She stuck by her story with, her de- with such determination that they began to say, it must be his guardian angel. Meanwhile, Peter remained outside, knocking at the gate. They finally opened the gate and saw him there, and they were astounded. He gestured with his hand to quiet them down, then recounted how the Lord led him out of prison. He said, tell this to James and the brothers and sisters. Then he left for another place. Today's Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. Jesus said, A certain man had two sons. The younger son said to his father, Father, give me my share of the inheritance. Then the father divided his estate between them. Soon afterward, the younger son gathered everything together and took a trip to a land far away. There he wasted his wealth through extravagant living. When he had used up his resources, a severe food shortage arose in that country, and he began to be in need. He hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. He longed to eat his fill from what the pigs ate, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have more than enough food? But I'm starving to death. I will get up and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Take me on as one of your hired hands. So he got up and went to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved with compassion. His father ran to him, hugged him, and kissed him. Then his son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. 
But the father said to his servants, Quickly, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Fetch the fattened calf and slaughter it. We must celebrate with feasting, because the son of mine was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and is found. They began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field. Coming in from the field, he approached the house and heard music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what was going on. The servant replied, Your brother has arrived and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he received his son back safe and sound. Then the older son was furious and didn't want to enter in. But his father came out and begged him. He answered his father, Look, I've served you all these years and I never disobeyed your instruction. Yet you've never given me as much as a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours returned, after gobbling up your estate on prostitutes, you slaughtered the fattened calf for him. Then his father said, Son, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Old things have passed away, your love has stayed the same, your constant grace remains the cornerstone. Things that we thought were dead breathing in life again you cause your sun to shine on darkest nights for all that you've done we will pour out our love this will be our anthem song Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you. You are the one of our hearts adore. The hopeless have found their hope. Orphans now have a home. All that was lost has found its place in you. You lift our weary hands and you make us strong instead. Took these rags and made us beautiful. For all that you've done, we will pour out our love. This will be our anthem song. Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you. the one our hearts adore 
love you. Oh, how we love you. You are the one our hearts adore. Our affection, our devotion is poured out on the feet of Jesus, our affection, our devotion is poured out on the feet of Jesus, our affection and our devotion poured out on the feet of Jesus, our affection and our devotion poured out on the feet of Jesus we love you oh how we love you you are the one our hearts adore The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. It is a recitation of the common faith among all Christians about the triune God, the world, the church, and our future hope. It holds a special place among Christian creeds of faith as the only creed that has been affirmed by the Protestant, Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox branches of Christianity. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. 
We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit, wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace, and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. Now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these closing words from the middle of Psalm 36. Your loyal love, Lord, extends to the skies. Your faithfulness reaches the clouds. Your righteousness is like the strongest mountains. Your justice is like the deepest sea. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was Jesus, We Love You, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. 
Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.